What's up, everybody? This is Jozo T. Clown, and welcome to the very first edition of the Good in the Room podcast. This is a dream of mine that I've had for the last couple of years to just sit around and talk hockey. And frankly, that's what I'm going to try to bring you at least once a week for at least 15 to 30 minutes. And if I get more viewers or listeners, and if I get more people involved, who knows? Who knows where it can take us? But I just like talking hockey. One could say, and actually many people, including my mother, have said, you're obsessed with hockey. But frankly, I don't see that as a bad thing. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm mid-20s. I live in Chicago. Obsessed obsessed with the Chicago Blackhawks. Go to at least 10 games a year. I also moonlight as a statistician for the Chicago Hitmen of the North American Hockey League out in Geneva, about 40, about 40 miles west of Chicago. And frankly, my life is just consumed with work and hockey. And, uh, you know, in this... Uh, I hate to use the phrase in this economy, but in this time of our lives, it's good to have an escape, and hockey is definitely uh, an escape of mine, and it's it's a definite passion of mine. And a little bit more about myself, I, uh, I've been playing ice hockey for the last about three years, and before people jump on me about that, the only reason I've been playing ice hockey for the last three years is because I wasn't allowed to as a kid, and I never had the balls to do it when I was younger, you know, 18, 19 years old. And then one day, I said, screw it. You know what? There's all these uh, all these learn-to-play classes every year, everywhere because the Blackhawks were getting good. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just try it. And you know what? I loved it. And I was on a, was on a great team out in Naperville for a couple years, and uh, we had a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. And I moved to the city, and, you know, I'm trying to pick it back up here. But um, it's, it's definitely changed my life in ways that I could never even imagine. The camaraderie, the whole good-in-the-room mentality, that's why I called the show the show. Because I was listening to a radio show in Ottawa, and uh, former defenseman Jason York once said that, you know why I made it in the NHL? And why a lot of guys that maybe aren't the most skilled players making the NHL? Because they're good in the room. And you got to be good in the room. And that just always stuck with me. You can be grindy, you can be a pest, you can be an energy guy. But at the end of the day... No matter what you are, you got to be good in the room in some capacity. Obviously, unless you're Sidney Crosby, and then you just dominate everyone. But hell, he's a captain. But anyways, 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 anyways. My passion right now is the Chicago Blackhawks, and that wants that's going to be my first topic. And before you know, you turn your iPod off. Just let, let, let me listen. Let me say the Blackhawks will not be the only thing I talk about on this podcast. This is not a Blackhawks podcast, and if it was. Well, there's a hell of a lot better ones out there. But anyways, uh, this podcast is being recorded on October 26, 2011. And last night, the Hawks did win in a shootout against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. This game, to me, was highlighted by an amazing Savardian-esque spinorama by Patrick Kane, dishing the puck off his backhand with his back to the goal to Marion Hossa at the doorstep and put it past Jonas Hiller. And I must say... It was one of the nicer plays that I've ever seen Kane made and I make. And I have watched this kid, and yeah, me being 26 and him 22. I guess I'll still call him a kid because, frankly, he looks like he's 17 still. But anyways, one of the nicest plays he's made in his so far amazing career with the Chicago Blackhawks. And let me, uh, before I get, you know, too much jocking on Kane here, um, it took me a long time to like him. And uh, I didn't even really like him. When that goal was scored on June 9, 2010 to give the Blackhawks their first championship in 49 years, he just, 
for whatever reason, I, I saw what his hands could do on the ice. And uh, I was like, wow, there's a lot of talent with this guy, but uh, there's just something missing. And over the last, I'd have to say, year or so, he's really, really, really impressed me with his, um, I guess, I don't want to say rededication to the game because I've never played at that high level, and I don't know what a guy's doing in the off season or how a guy's training, but he just looks like a different hockey player. He looks like he's bulked up, even though he's a little bit leaner. He's getting to the dirty areas more, and you see now he's a center, and he's back-checking, which is something I never thought he would ever do, and that's probably why they put him at center because there's another high-priced wing wearing number 10 in Chicago that doesn't know how to back-check. But anyways, yeah, so Kane, not one of my most favorite guys in the world, but I will give him a hell of a lot of credit because he's turning into one hell of a hockey player, and it's very entertaining to see. But anyways, the Hawks finally, finally, finally scored a shootout goal. They were 0 for 6 until last night, and it was just it was just a really nice thing to see. And, um, you know, right now I, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they're looking really good. Uh, from the captain on down, um, Taves is a normally a slow starter. He's looking pretty good here. Um, Hosa is Hosa, and you know, hopefully, one of our idiot goons like a um, John Scott did last year doesn't run into him in practice and put him out because, as we know, Marion Hosa can be very fragile. But uh, last night he had 20 minutes of ice time and had a goal and assist, and on the season he's got five goals and two assists. He's a plus four. So I mean, you know. As we have seen in the past, the sky's the limit for this guy, and um, it's really nice to see him always healthy. And the healthier he can be, the better the Blackhawks are going to be. But you know that's that's an understatement, obviously. But he doesn't miss, I think, close to a month last year. The Hawks don't, um, you know, have to pray for a Dallas collapse on the last day of the season, and uh, they're in the playoffs. And maybe who knows? They don't have to play Vancouver in the first round, and different things happen. I mean. You never, ever, ever know. And I, like I was saying, Jonathan Taze is hot. He is, he is, wow, that's going to come back to bite me. But anyways, he's hot when it comes to the statistics department. And as kind of a part of my job, I uh, look at statistics every day. But he's got six points already in eight games. And for a guy that is a slow starter, I will take that any day. He's a plus two. He's got a game-winning goal already, which is just, you know, his awesome because that's what he does. He's clutch. He's he's Captain Clutch, and um, I I look back at that draft and the guys that um, they we thought you know people you know that the analysts thought we were gonna take, and um, I couldn't be happier with what they did. And um, I must say that um, he is on his way to being I don't want to say a Hall of Famer, but definitely having that number retired on the rafters of the United Center and being a captain for the next 20 years for this team, unless he goes to Winnipeg like people think. But frankly, these professional hockey players, and if you're on a good team, you're not going to leave a good team, and this Hawks team is going to be really good for the next 10 years. And I, you know, I want to see people challenge that, but if you look at what they have locked up and people aren't going anywhere this host is older sharp is only 30 taves is 24 kane's 23 i mean come on but anyways like i said this is not going to be a hawk centric blog blog blogcast podcast what is this called this technology thing it's still new to me not really i just can't speak well all the time but anyways today is another significant day 
in the NHL because by now most teams have played their ninth game of the season. And for us super NHL nerds that also follow junior hockey in Canada like I do, once a player is drafted and they have junior eligibility left, they can only play nine games in the NHL before their junior rights are given up. So, as we have seen last week, the Winnipeg Jets have sent Mark Shifley back down to juniors, even though he had an amazing preseason. But if you really look at it, do you really want a guy who's a rookie in an environment that is probably going to be losing? And and people have talked about saying, oh, the Jets are going to be this, the Jets are going to be that. At the end of the day, folks, they're still the Atlanta Thrashers. And I saw that for myself last week when I went and saw them play um, at the United Center. And they're not a good hockey team. You know, they have some nice pieces. Andrew Ladd is a really good captain. Um, Evander Kane's a sniper. He's going to be a... He he is, I will say, probably going to be a superstar in this league. I really hope that because he's got all the makeup for it. Dustin Bufflin is Dustin Bufflin. I wasn't that high on him when he was here. Um, People jocked him like he was... uh, you know the the savior of the Blackhawks and the sole reason they won the Stanley Cup, but that's not true at all. He's a nice, he's got a great shot from the point. He's okay on D. He'll put up a lot of points, but you know what? Frankly, I don't care. They're still the Jets. So, anyways, that's why Shifley was sent down. Well, the other big story today is returning people to juniors, or in this case, Sweden, was the Ottawa Senators sending Mika Zibanejad back to Sweden. And that, I think, is a great move. And little sidebar, um, I have a very boring job. So what I like to do is listen to radio anywhere in the country or North America. And I have a humongous following for Ottawa Radio, Ottawa Sports Radio, the Team 1200. So over the last year, year and a half, two years, I have developed this obsession also is it okay to have two obsessions? I don't know. With the Ottawa Senators, and people ask me why you're crazy that they're not good. and Well, they're not good. And frankly, um, it was a really good move by Brian Murray to send Mika Zibanejad back to Sweden because they're not going to be a good team. Yes, they've won three straight, but Daniel Alfredson's 38 years old, and he's off injured. Jason Spezza, we've seen what Jason Spezza can do, but he's never consistent. They have a great blue line. Eric Carlson is going to be a Norris candidate one of these days. David Runblad coming over from Sweden is going to be awesome. But that's it. They have Craig Anderson in goal, but who knows what Craig Anderson really is because we haven't seen enough of him. He had one great year in Colorado and a good half a season in Florida. So I think it's a good thing that the Senators sent him back, Zabanajad back to Sweden because you don't want a guy coming up in that environment. I think it was a little different with the Hawks because it was right out of the lockout. You had these two kids playing together. You had Keith there. You had Seabrook already there. You had Sharp. You know, there was excitement in the air, but they weren't completely rebuilding because everything was so fresh. I don't know if it's the best thing to do to have a rookie right in the middle of a rebuilding. It worked last year with Hall and Everly. I, I admit that. And Nugent Hopkins looks amazing this year. But it can't be the same everywhere. And that you know it's it's one of those things that it's with every situation is different and i'm glad that at least the senators if zibanejad is going to be the power forward that they expect him to be he's going to get another year of seasoning and that's just a really really good thing so so far you know that i'm obsessed with the blackhawks and the senators what else do i like about hockey well 
I must say right now that I am a humongous proponent of Rule 48. We're going to get that out there right now. If you have no intentions of listening to any talk about why concussions are bad or, you know, how they're really, really, really a real thing, then turn that button off on your iPod because I'm going to state what I believe in and you don't have to listen and that's fine. You know what? This is the great thing about the internet. Everyone has a voice. So anyways, I just wanted to get that out there that, you know, coming up in maybe not this episode, but future episodes, we will talk at length about my true, true, thank God liking of not just hockey in general, but football, I guess baseball doesn't really count, but just finally realizing what concussions are doing. And it um, it's something that's near and dear to my heart for reasons I'd rather not get into, but um, it's just something that's really good and um, it, it needs to be looked at more and more. And, you know, you you can say a guy's not tough, you can say he's a wuss, you can say this and that, but you know what? Uh, there's been guys in sports that were the, some of the toughest guys out there, and their brains turned to mush, literally, and that might be hard for some people to hear, but it's true. So um, just wanted to give you a rundown of that. Like I said, um, I do work for the Chicago Hitmen of the North American Hockey League, and hopefully in a future podcast, I will have some members of the organization on. We will talk a lot about junior hockey, as I love junior hockey, because I feel it is one of the few minor leagues, kind of like college football, that you know you know guys before going into the draft. And it's, it's really cool because the difference from college football and college basketball there's not a lot of hype in this country at least about them and it's it's always kind of cool if you pay attention to junior hockey you're kind of on the fringe of what's going to happen like i you know i i took tyler sagan in my fantasy draft last year was that the best move probably not but you know what look what ha- look what he did in the playoffs i took Nugent hopkins this year that's paying off I took landis cog this year that's paying off things like that it's just it's it's just fun to know about a guy who's gonna be a beast. <laughs> I wanted the Blackhawks to draft Cam Fowler last year. When he kept falling, I was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna happen!" But they didn't, alas, you know. But anyways, so I hope you guys enjoyed my little ramblings about the Blackhawks, the Senators, whatever. Um, like I said, I'm gonna try to do this at least once a week. When it comes in the future, I'm actually gonna write a show, so I'm not just rambling. But uh, tell me what you guys think. Yeah, I can be reached at. Good in the room at gmail.com. G O O D I N T H E room at gmail.com. If it sucks, it sucks. You know what? It's my gig. Thank you. That's why the internet's great. Until next time, keep that stick on the ice and your head up because you never know if Scott Stevens is on the other side of the blue line. Take it easy, kids. Later.